0: Welcome to this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday, so it's wine day. I am Marlies Beckers and I'm about to present to you a very juicy wine subject. But before we meet the managing director of the winery and discover his secrets on producing the most sublime wines, let's have a wine tasting first, shall we? I have in front of me the Cava Brut Natur Cuvee Special 2020 from Perelada. And I have a look at the colour. It's quite pale. And it has a very nice bubble. Let's smell. I smell the aromas of white fruit immediately. A small hint of grapefruit even. Let's try. It's a very dry kava. But still, it's a little bit fruity and it has some grapefruit in the mouth as well. But it has a full body. So it's very nice because it's not like gone in a second. Like the finish is very nice. It's dry and yet elegant. The cava is made from the typical varieties, of course, which we know, Sarelo, Parellada, and Macabeo. But it also has a little bit of Chardonnay, just 10%, just to give it like more more aroma, make it like more round. It's made like champagne, made the méthode traditionelle. And it's a brut nature, which means that there is no sugar added after the second fermentation, which also happens in the bottle, of course, like the method traditionnel requires. Very curious to know more about this Cava from Bodega Peralada. So I'm going to call the manager director of the winery called Eugenie Lios-Norenberg. Hi, Eugenie. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. How are you? Hi, How are you over there? Because you're in the north of Spain, in Catalonia for the moment, which is right between the Pyrenees and uh, in the Mediterranean.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yes, we are quite close to France, actually, only 30 kilometers from the French border, and very close to the sea, just 10 kilometers from the sea. It's a small village called Perellada, with about uh, 2,000 inhabitants, uh, a medieval town where we have been producing wine Actually, the the tradition goes back uh, six
0: centuries. Okay. Eugenie, super interesting, you were actually born in Oslo, in Norway. How did you end up in a winery in Spain?
1: Well, my father is Spanish, it's just that my mother is Norwegian and just by accident I I was born in Oslo. Um, But uh, my main education has been here in Spain at a business school called ESADE.
0: Okay, so yeah. you actually, you have a degree in business um, yes. and then how did you end up in a winery? Was it because um, was it by coincidence, by passion?
1: When I finished university, I went into a marketing consultant company. They, they were more or less specialized on consultancy in the wine business. So I, I got quite an experience in a very short time by just uh, being a junior in the consultant business in several different uh, wineries. And one of them was Perilada.
0: All ah, right. So now your current job, you're the manager, director of the Bodega. So what are your tasks? What do you do exactly in the winery?
1: Well, my my task is to, to make sure that everything runs uh, correctly, that we produce great wines that we also are able to get, get them out in the market in the most efficient way and uh, more than anything else to make sure that the culture of our uh, of, uh, of the wine business in Pellada uh, gets also a certain um, exposition uh, around the world actually.
0: So Perelada, it's quite an amazing winery with a very, very rich history, but yet you're ready for the future as well because you just built an entirely new winery, which was an amazing high-end project. I was wondering, could you, before we get to that, could you tell me a little bit more about the history? How long does the winery already exist?
1: Yeah, well, the wine culture in Perlada, the wine production in Perlada started already in the 14th century because there was a monastery in the middle of the village uh, with uh, some Carmelite monks. They were producing wine. Now, these monks, they they left Perlada at the end of the 19th century. So for uh, about 50 years, the wine production was stopped until a family from Barcelona called uh, Mateo they bought the wine castle in 1923 so next year it will be a 100th uh, anniversary of that and this family uh, is now in the third generation and the winery is 100% uh, family owned
0: wow so and now the yeah. new winery yeah. it just got finished this year yes uh, in 22 um, and it immediately got the lead gold certificate for sustainability congratulations that's amazing news in what way did you build it like in a sustainable way what did you do what is so interesting about the project for the people that haven't seen it yet
1: the winery is uh, is the first winery in Europe getting the lead certification uh, there are like uh, around 11 or 12 wineries in the world most of them are in the u.s um, and uh, what uh, makes us so sustainable is that uh, well we had this approach from the beginning that when we started to s- discuss how we wanted to have the winery and we made a list of all kind of aspects that we wanted to include in the winery to make it sustainable so when we had the list we realized that we were f- fulfilling all the requirements to have the lead certification the lead certification is based mainly on uh, high standards of sustainability and efficiency in terms of energy in terms of water use mainly also another aspect that is interesting is the integration into the landscape um, the winery is almost totally integrated in the soil of Perelada, so it has very little impact in a, such a beautiful village as Pella, which I mentioned before is a medieval village with you know, a castle, a monastery, uh, a lot of old buildings. So what we did is to design a new building that is, as I said, very little visible from outside. In terms of energy, I can tell you that the, the most um, important uh, aspect that the building has is that uh, we use geothermia. The building is uh, built on top of about um, 500 pillars. Of these 500 pillars, there are like 323, which are activated uh, for producing energy by the difference in temperature between the surface and like about 20 meters down in the earth. Uh, this, uh, with this system, we produce about 40% of the energy that we need to produce the wine. Also, we have a deposit of 700 cubic meters to collect all the rainwater. Uh, so, we have quite a lot of water uh, that we also can use for uh, the production.
0: Ah, right. How long did it take to build the winery?
1: Well, actually, the, the, we started discussing building a new winery already in 2002-2003. Then came the crisis in 2006-07, financial crisis, and we decided that that was not the best moment to start such a project because this is a project of almost 50 million euros. And then we did actually start the building in 2016. What what we did was, uh, in 2003 already, we contacted some local architects that we believed had a high potential, but they were very young at that moment, very unknown, called RCR. They are from a small town very close to Perlada called Olot. And uh, these guys, they they designed the whole building um, in a way that is very similar to what we have actually developed uh, uh, after so many years. And we were very lucky because in 2017, the RCR, they got the Pritzker Prize. Pritzker Prize is, in terms of architecture, is like the Nobel Prize. That also makes our winery especially attractive because it has been designed by these pritzker avoided architects.
0: So the winery is an amazing building, uh, an amazing project. But besides that, you are also in an extremely interesting region because you have five unique terroirs. Could you explain me a little bit more about these terroirs? What-
1: yeah, the wine region we are in is uh, called Ampurda, and it's quite small. It has about 2,000 hectares, and we own uh, 150 of them. The thing with the Ampurda is that there are many different soils in a very small area. We have tried to select different soils uh, to adapt the best way the different uh, vineyards and the uh, different types of grapes we want to cultivate uh, because each of these vineyards give different characteristics to the wine. So what we do actually is not only a coupage of different grapes, we also do a coupage of different soils. Uh, we have more s- like sandy soils, but we also have more uh, clay soils. And then we have quite a lot of uh, soils based on cheese. Though the flat stones, like mm. for example in the Priorat.
0: And what grape varieties do you use the most?
1: Yeah. Uh, we are potentiating more and more the local grapes. Uh, so, uh, Cariñena and Garnacha, reds, uh, Garnacha Blanca, whites, Del, uh, obviously Bacabeo, which is also a very local grape. We also have some Syrah that we are very happy with. So, yes, we have quite a lot of different grapes, but uh, we are more and more concentrating on the historical grapes from the region.
0: Ah, right. I think it's important for our listeners as well to realize that nowadays um, a, a winery is not only about the wine anymore, it's also about the, the you know, tourism. Yes, for isn't us, it? uh,
1: it's very important that mm, people realize that Pelada is not only producing wine, but it's also producing experiences. We hope they're memor- memorable experiences and uh, therefore the whole winery is designed to have uh, a wine tourists coming we try to design the visit to be as emotional as possible we feel that uh, wine is more about feelings it's more about a commitment to a region and that's what we really want to talk about and we want to tell and we want to show
0: So, Eugenie, besides making wines, Peralada also organizes a very interesting and prestigious festival linked to Wine and Cava. Can you tell me a little bit more about that festival?
1: Yeah. Um, the family that built the winery um, are very into uh, culture and art. And uh, they started the, our music festival 35 years ago. And... Um, It has been developed to become one of the most important music festivals every summer in Spain. This music festival goes on in the park surrounding the castle next to the winery. And uh, it's uh, focusing mainly on uh, opera and dance. We are having around 20 concerts every summer with names that have been in Perlada like Jonas Kaufmann, uh, Placi Domingo, uh, Jose Carreras Barishnikov, Nureyev Rostropovich uh, Juan Diego Flores Julio bocca So big names have been to Perlada So that's also very special It's very nice to sit outside in, uh, in the winery And listen to some nice music Under the stars in the Mediterranean summer And uh, yeah I would love to have uh, you coming over and see it
0: Well, I'd love to go as well. It sounds like heaven. (laughs) So this Parelada, café Brut Nature, it really, yeah, it really brings me in the party mood. And um, sparkling wines, we love it here in Belgium. Um, And Cava is just, yeah, it's the perfect uh, party wine, the perfect starter for every meal. Um, how is it in Spain? Is there a special traditional meal that you love to pair with um, with this Cava Brut during the uh, like uh, during the festivities with Christmas or New Year's Eve? Uh,
1: this Cava Perlada uh, Brut nature special. Uh, it's very dry, so it goes very well with uh, all kind of uh, dishes. Actually, uh, I personally love it with the typical Spanish paella. It's really good matching, so that would be my recommendation. Uh, but in Spain, you, with this kind of dry covers, we even eat some meat sometimes uh, because it's a tradition in Catalunya, especially spe- to have cava during the whole meal. So um, okay. and for that, we normally select a very dry cover. If we are thinking of the festivities, I would maybe mention some kind of uh, petarmigans or uh, you know uh, um, what is it? Petarming is a kind of bird okay. uh, that we have for Christmas. Also turkey, uh, that mm-hmm. is called turkey, that is more international. And although you would say that normally you would have that with a red wine, it's quite interesting to try it with a dry cava because it, it really goes well together.
0: Okay, wow. I like the idea of drinking kava during your whole meal mm. in Belgium we're more used to having it as an um, aperitif yeah. for example I think this one would pair very well with oysters but I also think even with, um, with some fish starters um, that are not like too buttery um, it would go very well oh. so thank you Eugenie Lios Norenberg managing director at the winery Perelada it was super interesting Bye. 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 And thank you, dear ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this episode. And now it's time to have a great drink. You fancy trying this wine as well? Well, buy it at your local Deleuze. Cheers. Friday Wine Day is a podcast of Chakali Wines, a wine importer and distributor for international wineries in collaboration with Pet Connect. And remember, a good wine should be enjoyed and saved wisely. Alcohol abuse is dangerous for your health.